Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. Season two, episode two. I just feel infinitely more relaxed than I did last week. Yeah, because we're in a pub, mate. Yeah, we're toasting new, a new beginnings, relationship. a new relationship. Um, his name's Arthur. Arthur Guinness. Arthur Guinness. His yes. name's Arthur Guinness, yeah. And we have, for the very first time, some amazing news. We have a Try Hards competition. We have teamed up with Guinness Match Pine. Why are you such a... No- You're like grinning at me so much. Mate, pints mean prizes here. They or do. prizes mean pints. So not only do you have the ability to win pints of Guinness, we've actually had a bit of backing from Guinness to make you some tryhards prizes, which we are going to bring you over the course of the next few weeks. And there's Guinness Six Nations tickets up for grabs. Women's Six Nations tickets, because Guinness yeah. sponsor that as well. Yeah, and... To be honest, the most impressive thing is actually seeing how excited LJ is about all of this because you love a Guinness, don't you? And competition. It, it is just a marriage of two great things in my life. Um, and we've decided what better place to launch our first ever competition from a pub with a pint of Guinness. And the name of the pub is... The Willy Wicket. <laughs> what a name. And what a pub. It's it amazing. is really nice. We're sat by a big picture window at the moment. We, I mean, there were plenty of other pubs in Bristol, but yeah. this was the one. They need not apply. <laughs> a pint of Guinness in front of me, which Nolly, I would have thought by this point, had realised that I like a drop of blackcurrant in my Guinness, seeing but as it's I, the only thing I drink, and she didn't ask that to be poured crime, it. though? I don't care. That's how I drink it. I drink, en- I, mean, I drink enough Guinness to be able to decide how I like it. Are you sure? I don't like fizzy drinks. Guinness is just the absolute dream. Yeah. So a little drop of blackcurrant didn't hurt anybody. And I found out a fact the other day. It's only got 201 calories in a pint. Yeah, less, less than a pint of lager, less than a glass of wine. Yeah. When people have babies <laughs> and they breastfeed, my mum oh God, gives what? them Guinness because it's full of iron. Really? I know, yeah. Uh, but that's unrelated to the competition. Yeah. There will be no anyway, prizes for that. We need to tell people about this competition because we also have an amazing guest on this podcast. We do. That's to come later. We're going to first tell you about Guinness Matchpoint, which you may have heard us mention last season when Nolly took on some of the big dogs <laughs> of the men's international game and actually came out on top. I think you came third overall. Well, yeah, it was not the top, was it? I didn't get first, which was you annoying. You were on the podium, I mate. The, I, I, yeah, you I got did. a medal. You didn't at the Olympics. You got and a And I beat Flats and Shanks. Oh, 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 you went there. You went there with Sorry, the Olympics. Anyway, um, so Match Pine is a predictor World game. Cup winners medal. Sorry about um, that. If you go <laughs> on to your app store on Android or uh, your Apple iPhone and you download the Match Pint app, you scroll it is down. It's yellow. It's yellow with a big black MP on it. Yep. If you scroll down to um, Guinness Match Pint, Go there, register, and then in the leagues, enter tryhards, and that is our league. So for anyone that is as wants a little bit more instruction, when LJ says enter the league, you have a chance to join or create a league. So press join, join and type in tryhards. All one word. You will then... Um, be part of our league and you get to take on both myself and LJ. And the scary thing is, I'm super lucky because I've been... I've somehow been branded as a Guinness 
pipe predictor legend. I'm not quite sure. I mean, obviously, have that status from the Six Nations. Yeah. But um, all of those incredible rugby players, people that have put in their heart and soul to the game, get stars next to the name. Who else gets one, babes? <sighs> Who else Miss gets a star? LJJ. Oh yeah. Gets a star. I mean, Sorry I think she's. Me. I think that this is better than a blue tick on social media. It for absolutely you, isn't it? is. It absolutely um, is. It's a. It's a black tick. It's a Guinness tick. It's all that matters to me. One thing I would I recommend. I am very worried. Right, about we're going to move on from this. One. Yeah. One thing I'm going to recommend is definitely join our league um make sure that you stay in touch on social media but i also think you should make your own league so that's the create button um and then what we've decided is if a rugby club um work colleagues group of mates people you commute with in the morning that you recognize that i hope that's that'd be a, a big thing car, isn't though? it <laughs> i'm thinking about the tube mate i live in I'm london <laughs> <laughs> i actually think that's a thing right um you know when you like so when i go on a commuter tube I mean it's a horrendous experience I try and smile I try and like yeah. acknowledge people people have got like routine so like when you're in squad time every, or when you've ever been to something where you sit down for dinner or go on a bus or something everyone sits in the same place yeah. right one do commuters do that and two if they do they know each other they so know each other really well they spend I more time with each other than probably with their families in a sweaty little tube like what? When I worked so at anyway, Sky, wait, I've got to tell you this because it's so funny. <laughs> when I worked at Sky, um, two of my colleagues, Simon Glover and Mary Tovey, used to get on the same Clapham Junction line to Simon Lane. And after a few weeks of getting on the train, when Toves had moved to like near Glove and like going over him and chatting oh, to him. nicknames? Were you mates? He, <laughs> big mates. Um, he basically friends? turned around to her and was <laughs> like, um, Toves, if I've got the times and my arm can you not speak to me because i've paid for it so i like to read it if it's the metro <laughs> by all means approach <laughs> but if it's the times i just like to read that before i get to the office so she basically had to take a social cue from the newspaper in the morning glove <laughs> <laughs> doesn't see anything wrong with that he still is like no what's wrong with that i think it's fair if, uh, well. i mean to be fair you could say good morning yeah no it was like well i'll talk to you when i get off the train oh, right, at the other end not even, not even like, when we oh, get wow. off at i'll speak to you then that's for the, strong for the five minute walk at the other end um, so whether they'll be in a league together on match point, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but what we're going to do is if you set up a league for yourselves, everyone needs to join tryhards. But if you set up your rugby club league or your colleagues, tell us and we're going to make it an affiliated tryhard. Insta. Insta us, tweet Slide us. into LJ's DMs if you're hot. Please do. <laughs> um, and we're going to give prizes away. We are still formulating what the prize is going to be, but it's going to be stash of some description and it's going to be good stash. We're not talking rubbish stash. We are talking. Hang on. We also agree that we might even visit them well we are gonna one of the prizes that we said we, we, we might see if you're if you're worthwhile visiting we will come to your rugby club one of us will coach hope to god it's not lj don't be um, so rude and um, one of us will talk someone's ear off on the sidelines so yeah and there, there you will it. be other prizes too maybe i'll do a manicure for someone we've both got strengths okay talking about strengths I have a very strong friendship and relationship with someone from the Southwest, don't I? I'm from the Southwest. That is the most tedious link <laughs> to a guest I've ever heard. Well, it's the week that many have been waiting for in 2019. It's, um, I know certainly over the summer I've been kind of itching with anticipation about this weekend and, and what it means and and the big one and, and I guess the rugby community, this is... This is what you gear up for. They've been stuck in the stuck in the shelves with extra crisps. Crisps. The Tyrells Premier 15s is back Tyrell. on Saturday. Oh, 
I'm not going to have another season of this. I'll say it how I want to say okay, it. Okay, right. Apologies, Tyrrells. Um, yeah, it is the start. It is kicking off on Saturday. And what better way to start the season um, with someone that is actually the person I have known the longest in women's rugby. That's quite impressive. We are joined today by Bristol coach, Kim Oliver. Hey, Kim. Hello. <laughs> so, Kim, I actually first met you through a newspaper article, didn't I? Uh, yeah, your dad's eyebrows are in it, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kim um, was playing rugby up in Carl? Chippenham. Chippenham. And was a year older than me, but there was a newspaper article written about the fact that I had to give up playing with the boys at the age of 12. And on the back of that, Kim's parents reached out went through the phone book as you used to do found Jim Waterman down in Minehead <laughs> big Jim and um yeah got in touch and said our daughter has carried on she's kind of ignored the rules of the RFU has stayed playing with the boys and then eventually we met at um Southwest under 16 trials at Clifton Rugby Club I mean that was a long time ago it was and we went to school together we did go to Oldfield together yeah um, I got nothing from that. You did. You made some friends. <laughs> Probably not many academic. <laughs> what I want to know is if you met Nolly when she was 15 years old. She looks 50 at age 34. <laughs> How old does she look then? She looks exactly the same. Does she? She, she look, yeah. Look like an old woman. I basically yeah. look like an old woman we as just, a teenager. We just give her many different hairstyles at the time. So Yeah, both Kim and I went through the slightly scruffy owl look. Um, just horrendous slash boy slash, slash boy <laughs> <laughs> what are your early memories of Nolly at that point was she as much of a Kino then as she is now absolutely yeah always had to be the centre of attention <laughs> loud mouth always talking about big Jim and how amazing he was and you know my dad played for Bath yeah Dodge daughter Jim over 500 times yeah <laughs> <laughs> was she playing fullback then or was she playing scrum half then scrum half yeah but I could never catch her passes. <laughs> yeah, so I was the nine and you were the ten for the Southwest yep. Dark Green. And um, we went up to Litchfield and I remember playing up there. Yeah. We played the likes of Maggie Alfonsi. She was a prop. Really? Um, Claire Allen was about yep. five stone dripping wet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Amy Turner was playing scrum half. All, so- yep. all of the girls. All the oldies. Yeah. But I'm still clinging on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the fact that Nolly is still trying to play rugby? Um, creaking away around the pitch really yeah I think it's really good for the oldies that there's one person still representing <laughs> the olden days the golden days you obviously were a a premature retirement in your 20s because of your multiple ACL injuries yeah how do you was it a very easy transition for you into coaching at that point did you know that that's what you wanted to do or was it a case of I, I need to stay in rugby but my knee is in bits um no I just wasn't very good at anything else I didn't have any education and thought I probably should stay in rugby here because that's the only thing I'm good at um so yeah weren't you at Bath Community yeah I worked for Bath Rugby Community for a couple of years is that whilst you were playing uh yeah for the last my last season I think it was and then I went 43 caps for England by the way we haven't mentioned that have we We haven't and three ACLs just in case nobody knows (laughs) (laughs) so when you made the transition into coaching was it weird being that much younger and being a woman I can't imagine at that point there were tons and tons of women doing it especially young women so how easy was it or how hard was it um it wasn't that hard to be fair you just get on with it don't you like as long as you've got a bit of banter and you're confident in your own ability then I think it's it's pretty easy to just get on with it um but to be fair the guys I work with at Bath are brilliant um and you're so. actually a bit of a cupid weren't you for another England player uh, I was yeah Izzy Noel Smith yep set them her, her and Jack Calden up together 
accidentally. You were gutted though because you lost like your mates. Yeah, I've lost, <laughs> I lost my two best mates. Now I couldn't hang out with them. Does that mean that you're going to get like instant godmother duties to this baby that's on its way soon? Well, I was bridesmaid, so you know. Yes, yeah, you did. That. You scrubbed up well for that. Yeah, thing. I did. Well done. Well um, done. So you went from Bath and went over to Gibraltar. I did. Um, how did that come about? Because it's not really the place that I would think of to go for rugby. What are you about? It's a rugby heartland, the rock. <laughs> um, yeah. How did like tell us? kind of your journey into that um so <clears throat> sorry i've got a bit of a cold um so we were in a bath rugby camp at the time for kids and there was a, a kiddie there that was actually pretty good and i started speaking to his dad who happened to be from gibraltar they'd just come over for the summer holidays um and he was like oh we're thinking of putting up a, like a development rugby development officer in place would you be interested like let me know and then we kind of exchanged emails and they they were like oh can you apply for it so I did and then you were like I, tax haven yes and I was a, not yeah I needed to move away from mummy and daddy for a little bit and just you know become a bit more independent because I um proper mummy's girl um so yeah I went there for two years um it was pretty good actually it was good fun definitely helped me develop like to become the coach that I wanted to be as opposed to like trying to follow in someone else's footsteps yeah or, and were you coaching girls over there, boys over there, men? How, um, it? So it started off. So started off just doing like the school stuff and the minis, and then um, Mike Millwood, who was their national team coach at the time, got me involved in the development t- side, so the men's development. And then I did some like guest sessions with the national team, just back stuff. So that's really cool. That is cool. In those days of going over to Gibraltar to get some kind of other coaching experiences and away from mum and dad did you have any expectation that within a few years there would be a kind of elite women's competition in England and you'd be a head coach at one of those teams um no so that when that came <laughs> when the when it all came about that um this was happening I was like oh great I'm, I'm in Gibraltar now like what do I do um so I rang up the because I would only want to coach at Bristol I played Obviously. There, played for Bristol for 13 years I didn't want to coach anywhere else um yeah, rang up the the woman Heidi, who's the CEO at Bristol Bears, and was like, "What's the chances?" And she said, "I'll just apply for it." So I did, um, and I came back for it basically. Do you have pinch yourself moments with a job like this, um, or punch yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Probably more punch. <laughs> Probably more punch myself than pinch myself. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's a great job. It's a great opportunity for me to to like kind of learn and grow. And the girls have been really supportive in in. Um, kind of allowing me to develop um, at my own pace. For me, I, you know, I think it's so important that there are more senior female coaches, so the likes of Susie Appleby and Giselle Mather, who have coached us both throughout our career. Geriatric um, but at- <laughs> <laughs> They listen to this podcast, be careful. Yeah. And we've seen Giselle um, on Thursday, so. Um, but actually having a young woman... Um, involved because I know you have regular meetings down in the RFU like helping to mould and structure the league and be part of that and I know it's a maybe a bit of a mission to go down there but I personally think it's really important to have someone that is so close to have been out of the game do you feel that that you've had a role in helping to move the game forward um you can try can't you you can give throw in ideas and and things but um probably more with Bristol than anything in terms of um kind of having that role um just knowing what it is the players want or need um 
but yeah, just with with the RFU stuff, just you know, you throw in your ideas and they can. They don't listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do listen if they can. Selective. Um, this is where you you tell me I'm a bit of a noise, but I'm quite interested in when you say kind of moulding things at Bristol, the Lansdowne family, the Lansdowne group and, and what they're doing for sport in Bristol. It's incredible, isn't it? It is absolutely amazing. And, and you look at it, it's not just, you know, they rebranded Bristol Rugby to Bristol Bears. And I can remember things like Bristol Shoguns and stuff as a kid. And, you know, these brands are often, can be a bit of a flash in the pan thing, but it's stuck so well and it's energised it. And then they've they've brought the women's into it. They've got the basketball, they've got netball, they've got all these different things. Name it's incredible, incredible. Come on, Nors, name all the sports. I'm going to leave it there because, <laughs> <laughs> let's, you know, we want to keep this rugby, mate. <laughs> Sit back down. Uh, you know, what they've done to Ashton Gate Stadium. Yeah. How... Well, there's plans there as well, isn't there? The development there is going to be incredible. Exactly. So how special is it for you to be part of a an organisation that has such big ambition? And do you... Is that something that you kind of believe and have bought into? And, and that's why you want to be at Bristol, not just because it's your home club, but they really do look like they're at the forefront of developing everything. Yeah, I think, like, Steve Lansdowne's been really supportive for us. Um, and obviously that comes down with, with Pat as well. Um, but yeah, what they're doing for sport in Bristol is, is amazing, really. Um, the support they give us as Bristol Bears women, you know, we went to the launch for the Bristol Bears and kind of sat there and didn't really know if that involved us or not included us and then it um it was like oh and this will include bristol bears women and yeah. we were like oh brilliant so we're the same one, yeah. one club and does it make a big difference um obviously from my perspective at wasps it is a different situation because we don't have it we've got a geographical split and we are actually two different clubs but you guys are in all of the same kit you're on the social media in terms of the coverage it's awesome you're doing i mean i've listened to plenty of brilliant interviews from you Kim um with my hat on <laughs> yeah it's my, it's my always got the hat on <laughs> confidence but actually how do you think that that is helping to professionalize the look of the women's game and do you feel then p- more part of Bristol Bears with everything that they're supporting yeah um we basically you know everything is pretty much the same you know we train at Dings they train at Clifton not too far away uh, they've actually trained at Dings a few times as well um but yeah I think it's huge, isn't it? Just to have the support of the men's team. Um, and then obviously with Steve Lansdowne on top of that. But Pat is literally the most amazing guy you'll ever Pat meet. Lam. I know you've met him, Pat Lamia. Yeah. Um, he's kind of mentors me. Um, I speak to him as much as I can um, or as much as he can, really. He's pretty busy, um, obviously. But yeah, the the support we get there, and then the girls invited to go into the boys' training sessions, not just as a. I thought you said changing himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, training sessions, not training. Were you thinking about starting women's rugby? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't go anywhere near Bristol. Pat absolutely marmalised me in a pre-match interview once. Oh, did he? First game of the season, championship when it was his championship season at Bristol, mm-hmm. obviously, and I. My opening question was, um, Pat, four pre-season friendlies and you've lost them all. Obviously a disappointing um, run into the new season, but how do you build from that now? Well, it wasn't disappointing. We've actually learnt loads from it and just absolutely chopped <laughs> me at the knees. Oh, I was like, on the pitch like, help, call the ambulance. He's a great guy. Yeah, not at that moment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
He and has he, has he actually taught you, um, what would you say kind of one of the things from last season you brought into your coaching, having had someone like that mentor you? Because he is a legend. Like I met him um, through the Barbarians, realised he went to school with one of my ex-boyfriends. A little bit weird. Um, but anyway. Um, one off. One off. On. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Anyway. Um, you teed it up, mate. And he just had everything that you see from the outside in terms of how he runs the club, how he is with the boys, the interviews, that is him. That is how he sees the yeah. game and culturally believes in it as, as well. That's the biggest thing. You just hit the nail on the head there. Culture. Um, I spoke to him about it at the beginning of last year and just said, you know, how do you, how do you do it? What do you, what do you have in place? And they, obviously they have their handshake that we have at Bristol as well um, with the women. Um, but it's not really just a handshake. It's a, eye contact it's how are you and just uh without having to go around and, and say it to everyone but basically don't be the last person in the room because if you're the last person in the room you've got to go around and do it to everyone <laughs> so I'm always early um but no just culture and his his beliefs and how he sees the game is pretty pretty special really um how he speaks to players how he um how he speaks to even to, to myself as a coach you know he's very complimentary of me and um, that helps him with my confidence, obviously. He seems to have a lot of time for people as well. That's something that, from the outside looking in, and players I know who have played under him, both now at Bristol and when he was at Connacht, is, is the fact that people say that he, as busy as he is, and he and he does micromanage most things within the club and under his kind of auspices in that role, but he, he has time for you. If you've got something you want to speak yeah, to him absolutely. about, he'll stop in the corridor if he's passing you and we'll make conversation with you. And or he'll slam you in an interview. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard but anyone say a bad thing about him apart from you. So. Well, it's only because it messed up a next question. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, Cheers, Pat. What do you think of my rain jacket though? So you've also got some of the Bristol Bears appointed as your coaches. Yes. But you're the director of rugby. No, I'm the head. I'm the head coach. Okay, don't give me coach. that. Don't give me a role bigger than myself, please. Okay. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we had Jordan Crane came in for preseason. Um, he was he all right. Was, kind of recruitment there. Yeah, bang average. No, he was great. Um, so he's just announced that this is going to be his last yeah. season, isn't he? He's going to retire at the end yeah. of this one. And so, in terms of his coaching journey, do you think that? it shows a difference in mentality now that players are using the women's pathway. Yeah, definitely. Um, he actually really enjoyed it. Um, not that he, I don't think he smiled much, but no, he's, <laughs> he's a great guy. And what he brought in, you know, the ideas he brought in and stuff were fantastic. And obviously they're still in place now. Um, but unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, Pat gave me a ring to say that obviously with Jordan retiring at the end of the year, they had a role for him and that um, he wouldn't be able to coach with us anymore, which was like a couple of weeks before, well, about two weeks ago now. But then he was like, but don't worry, I found you someone else. Um, and then, so oh, then... Oh, is he, that why, what yeah. happened? So ah. then Tom Lindsay came in. Oh, who's, nice. you know, equally, equally great in, in his own right. And, you know, he's a hooker, which is great for our front row. Um, and, yeah, he's he's been in place for the last two weeks. So actually, Pat gave me, hit me with some bad news and then built me up with some good news. So, That's you know, nice. like I say, he's a great guy. You should get to know him better. <laughs> so, right. there is a little bit of an elephant, not in the room, but on the M5. Yeah. About... <laughs> All of the teams that want to come back here because obviously West is best. But um, Exeter have just announced a programme. Now, I know that you guys recruited a lot from Exeter University and a lot of the yep. girls travel up the M5 for you. In fact, you've been going down to, yeah, go down to do Mondays, the sessions yeah. down there. How? Not no more. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> You're on your own. Yeah, we have got no ties. Um, you are dead to me. Yeah. Anyway, no. Um, one, 
I think it's brilliant that they're, I personally think it's really good because as a as a brand of rugby, Exeter are doing great things. They've obviously got behind it properly it's by like recruiting. Team to watch, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and they, you know, and you know, with Susie down there, Amy Garnett, um, blast on the pass for us, one yeah. of the craziest hookers you'll ever meet, but loveliest off the field. Um, but what is the effect that do you think that that's going to have on you guys? Because it isn't that far. Um, um, and what are you going to? Are you doing anything about it? At the moment? It's not really anything we need to worry about right now you know they've I mean it very much looks like they will be in Tyrrells and and I think actually probably does need to be something in down there for all the players that are in Cornwall you know we've got a couple of girls that drive up from Cornwall which is four hours each way oh, so wow. yeah um and they do that every way th- I drive. we need to you recruit know. them for the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. listening <laughs> to us <laughs> one of our one of our girls drives up and you know then has to be at work at five in the morning so doesn't get home till 12 at night one at night um so I think it is important that there is something in place in the southwest. It just means that we need to look more locally for for local Brizzle talent. Um, <laughs> but you say about looking locally, you are the closest to Wales where there's no elite women's rugby. And we know that from your recruitment that's been announced today, a scoop for the pod, that you've got a number of Welsh internationals coming yeah, over. Well, we've always relied, well, we've always relied on, on the well, Welsh we, girls. I think they're... We've played alongside yeah. the Welsh girls yeah, yeah. back in the day. Non yeah. Evans, yeah. Well, and Claire also Flowers, we, we've had you've got Kiff. Snowy's one of yours as well. Yeah. We've had Snowy on the pod last we've had, season. We've had Snowy for a long time now. She's um, still a princess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, Snowy was obviously really helpful with the recruitment of the Welsh girls. Um, but yeah, they they came to train in just to, you know see how they get on and stuff, and really liked it. So they decided to, to stick around for the season and really really helpful for us. So um, you've got four coming from Wales now this season. You've got well, we've got Snowy still. Yeah, Kira Bevan. Yeah, Manon Jones. Lauren Smith and Sue Ann Lillycrap. Yeah, there we go. Um, so there's five Hell of a name, uh, the Welsh it? internationals. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. A lot so of name for one girl that is. Yeah. A lot oh, of name what, for one girl. How how would you spell Sue Ann? Because S I W A N. Oh, it's quite short. I was going to say she must fill up those boxes. You know when you. I was in uni with Sue Ann. Oh, were you? Yeah, and now she's head of Swansea Uni Rugby. Oh yeah, we did. We've talked about her on the pod. Yeah, I did a feature with her on Scrum Five last season. Is that right? Green and whites. Green and whites of Swansea Rugby. Um, I'm delighted to see her coming up here because oh, it's massive good progress player. I think for yeah. you know at the end of the day big ball carrier the WRU you don't oh. have many big ball carriers <laughs> jokes burner jokes <laughs> <laughs> the development of women's rugby in Wales is, is lagging behind England and if those girls need to come over here and you know it's the closest well club. they've changed their regionals this year haven't they so yeah. they had their regionals earlier so they could come back into the Prem which has been really helpful oh, for is us that why well, I don't know if that's why, but that's what happened. Well, there's so no mandate. There's no yeah. mandate on women's rugby from the WIU. So what the plan with that is, no one would be completely sure, I guess. But So last year we lost them for a fair bit of the season. But this year, um, yeah, they're here for pretty much all of it, which is great. Um, obviously, they just missed a bit of pre-season, but it's not like they weren't playing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's four, you know, four big, big boosts for us. Um, we've got, and then we've obviously got our contracted players. And then we've got um, all the extra girls. Um yeah, we we do all right. We have we do have a lot of travelling players. Um, but to be honest, if you create, you know, with the extra thing, if you create a culture where the the players want to be there, then they've got no reason to leave. Yeah, it's an hour and a half down the road, but what's an hour and a half? Well, that's yeah. what I keep telling them. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms that you just mentioned about the contracted players, yeah. Um, do you want to talk through your role as the club because that's something that we haven't really spoken about no. much because that's changed over the summer in terms of your responsibility as a Premiership club yeah. with professional players. So it's just um, just more coaching. Um, <laughs> Is that a problem? Do you like that? Do you like coaching? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, no, yeah, it's just they have to have uh, IDP, so they have uh, obviously like their individual stuff, um, what they need to work on during the week. So you, you just have a couple of extra sessions, and then they have a couple of extra S and C sessions. So um, keeps me busy, which is good. Um, you do have the a clubs very that have got more. Though. The yeah, clubs that have got more contracted squad. players in the long run are they they're busier see, <laughs> you're obviously busier but how much of a benefit not a benefit but how much of a the edge is that going to give certain clubs because you know we've only got to look at Quinns and see how many they've got this season 10 is it England players and I think they've got someone from each continent on the way yeah <laughs> so um, well, their recruitment has been in, I guess like, um, mad with, with our IDP sessions obviously they're open to any of the Bristol girls but most of them are either working or they're at uni so yeah. it makes it very difficult for them to attend um so I guess it does give them a bit of extra oomph um, just because those girls are being coached, get, getting more coaching more regularly. But um, yeah, I I believe that, that we're in a, a really good place this pre-season, so I'm not too worried. Well, that's good because you're opening your account against Saris. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. That's actually, do you know what? I took on um, Coach Matt Belbin, a tack coach earlier on this season, and he was like, ah, oh, best, best thing for us would be to play Saris first game. And then it happened, and I was like, yeah. Do you think it gives you an opportunity to set your stall out? Yeah, I think it gives us an opportunity to see how well we have done because it feels like everything's gone really well, but you don't know until you play your first game. Um, obviously, you mix things up a, get, a bit in your pre-season, so, you know. You had some pre-season fixtures, didn't you? We did. Uh, uh, well, we had an inter-club one, and then we played Quinns uh, last weekend. So that was, we played, it was three different quarters. Um, thirds then thirds third, sorry yeah that's what I meant <laughs> <laughs> three thirds <laughs> it's just maths mate I told you I what school do you say how much <laughs> you went to I told God. you I didn't have any yeah. education um, yeah three thirds <laughs> of 40 minutes can you calm down what? <laughs> yeah. okay we're back in the room you can get that bit out yeah <laughs> um, yeah three thirds um, so it was like a prem bit a prem team then two mixed teams but okay. it was 46 31 to them at the end um, that's good but, but lots of learnings yeah loads of learnings <laughs> loads of processes learnings. go well um, everything went pretty well to be fair um, it's just a matter of now obviously with two weeks to go it was two weeks to go just putting those last little bits in place before we go up against Saris on Saturday and is it home or away it's home we've got two home games first two home oh, games yes. Saris- bang bang so we need Saracens to give a little shout out to everyone in Bristol to come down and support you guys yeah and get down and ju- give us some information about it Kim Shaftesbury Park Twelve o'clock kickoff. Well, that's an early one. Yeah, yeah, but that's ideal because people are going to be up early Saturday morning watching Rugby World Cup games. Yeah, and also, oh, all right. The reason, okay. so the reason we kick off at twelve o'clock is because um, a few of our supporters obviously go to the men's game as well. So if we kick off at twelve, they can still get to the men's game. Dreamy double. That is like an ideal day yeah. of rugby. There, yeah. get up, breakfast, Rugby World Cup on the telly, get out Shaftesbury, main wa- game of the day. Yeah, yeah, watch Bristol women against Saracens, and uh, then and then head over to, to watch Bristol men if if they're playing. Spain, They've got really. the Friday night game though, haven't they? Yeah. In a few months, in a few, in a few yes. months, in a month's time against Bath. Yeah, Bristol yes. Bath. Ooh, yeah. Oosh. first game of the season one, last it year as well. Wasn't it? Year. it was a very good one. I was there last year. So was I, Babs. Um, Babber. So oh, yeah, you're Kimmy, ignoring me being media, weren't you? That's let's, right. Um, just before we, I don't know what you're going to go on about now, but last season, <laughs> obviously, you finished finished sixth. Yeah. Were you happy? Disappointed? It was obviously. It's a weird one. Finished sixth, but that middle kind of section was so congested in the league. Oh, it was a tight one. It was tight. It was between 
to be fair, Wasps lost Was that last week Bristol. of the season that Wasps Bristol? Oh my god, it was one of the hardest games I think I've oh, ever played. Oh, it was played. the last game of the season. I reckon I. That's Rido, when we all had beers. Yeah, I Rido. think I played. I think I played. I think I made you more did tackles in that game than I did all season. It was absolutely bonkers. But thank God, Bristol forgot how to score tries in that game. They had yeah, lots their, of ball, and their, their coach, coach was, was really. Yeah. yeah, she was distracted because Joe Waterman was there. Yeah, Joe Waterman was there. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a ring. I don't know if which if ring, a telephone ring or a an engagement ring. Obviously, <laughs> we've been talking about it for like 20 years now, and he still hasn't done it. So I don't know what his problem is. Is he the only man for you, Kim? There's only ever one man for anyone, isn't there? So I assume so. We'll find out one day when he gets down on one knee, and we'll also find out whether he listens to the pod. Uh, yes, he uh, does anything about this. Kim Waterman. <laughs> Kim <laughs> that means we'll be related. Wow. Would you not double weird. barrel? Well, no, too long. I like that. It's classy. Right. <laughs> Kim, all the best for the season. Thank you. Um, Top four. I look forward to... Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Easy. I, I think... I'm back in Bristol. Thank you. I'm back in the Bears. Can you say this to everyone? You yep, to whoever comes on next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in Wasps. Um, <laughs> look, I, I honestly want to wish you all the best for the season um as a very good friend of mine as a bristol girl well i'm not a bristol girl but i'm a west country girl um i hope it goes super thank you very much super great for you mate up the bears up the bears thanks kim no worries lovely afternoon at kim oliver's house she's a good egg isn't she our kimbo very good egg very good egg. great family lovely lovely family fancy your dad don't you uh no no <laughs> <laughs> Stitch up. Uh, we've actually been joined by another guest now that we're in the pub, but we're not going to give him a microphone because it's Sam Waterman and we will be here all night. Uh, so, But talking about Sam, I spent the lovely day with him yesterday. I was going to um, say, how was that? Down at Western Super Mare Rugby Club. Um, we did so a Sam's role at Western Rugby Club is? Director of Rugby. How on earth <laughs> he has convinced someone to be that responsible, I do not know. But actually, he's just popped to the, to the bar um, and I will say I'm very proud of him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, especially at his young age, to have a role like that. And Sam is one person who you can never question his passion and commitment to this sport. We call him a Nors, but actually it's a really admirable quality how much he gives to rugby and how much he cares about it. and How much he knows about it. And I how feel much like he, knows, he was... Yeah. He's, well, we, we always say that he should have been a referee, but hey, um, you have to be super young now to start refereeing. And he's not young. No. He's old. He's four years older than me. But anyway. But he looks about for 12 four years old. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're down in Weston. We had a World Cup quiz and we had some special guests phone in some questions. Actually, they didn't. They sent me some videos on my WhatsApp. But thank, big shout out to Mr. Shanklin, Mr. Habana and Mr. Lou Moody. Name drop, name drop, name yeah, drop. Sorry about that. So they all said hello to Weston Very and cool. gave them some questions. Um, great afternoon. Got to hang out with loads of my mates and then stay with my friend Sarah who is actually one of my other longest rugby friends. For anyone that says, like, why do you get into rugby? And they talk about friendships. I went to the Southwest trials under 16s, didn't know anyone, Clifton Rugby Club, just down the road. And we're in the changing rooms and all the Avon girls know each other and everyone, and I sat there and there was this really tall girl that looked a bit weird, a bit gangly, and we looked at each other and we said, well, should we be mates? And we were like, yeah, all right then. And we trotted out and I remember doing the warm up together and that is Sarah. So and all these years later, 30 35 years later, 35, 30 years later, we are still the best of Not friends. Not 30, mate. 20 years. 
<laughs> were four <laughs> years old. Yeah, that. I went to the under 14s tryouts. I was four at the time. Um, I know. I know you're gifted at rugby, but that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm just making Kim feel better about her comment about maths. <laughs> anyway, um, obviously, the World Cup starts this weekend. I am ridiculously excited. I am like a kid at Christmas. Um, that should be a thing. Not kid at Christmas. LJ at World Cup time. LJ at World Cup. But you time. do like a Champions Cup as well, so. Oh, I love the champ. I love the Champions Cup music. Do you know what it's called? Industrial Revolution. That's what the Champions Cup music's called. Thanks. And I love it. Um, obviously, World Cup has a different song. I will be in my full Batsy regalia doing useless World facts. in Union um, in '99 when Bassey and Bryn Terville. Are you still opened. talking? Sorry, I, I just fell asleep then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell you what, when you need some commentary notes next week, don't come to me. <laughs> it's actually me. this week. Yeah. Well, good Sunday. luck with that. Good luck filling airtime in Namibia versus Italy. And it will be a great game. And I'm super excited. And you know what? What? Rugby's going to be the winner. Rugby is the winner. So on that note, enjoy the week. Enjoy this night before Christmas feeling. And whatever you do sign up for Match Pine and take me and LJ on because if I don't win I'm never going to hear the end of it if you beat LJ I have banter for just fueling the I'm whole really nervous. season really so nervous. take us on bye bye